We wanted to create an environment and a culture here at FCCI where people feel like they belong. Amen. Amen. That they can come in just as they are with the intent that, not, that, not, that they are not going to remain as they are because God wants us to change. God wants us to grow up. God wants us to be conformed to his very image. But we understand from that it's a process. That's why we have this, this uh, ING on it. It's belonging, not just belong. And so because it's, it's a continual process that we want people to understand that uh, God, uh, this word belonging instead of just to belong. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so we want to talk about this word uh, belonging today. Listen to this. All of us was born with a sense of belonging. Listen to this. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you won't. A lot of wrong, crazy, stupid, and on very rare occasion, good things we've done was motivated by our need to belong. Okay, about 20% of y'all say, oh, yeah. So maybe I need to read that again. Okay, praise the Lord. A lot of the wrong, crazy, stupid, and on rare, or rare occasions, good things we've done was motivated by a need to belong. Just think about coming up and just think about the things that you did without thinking or the things that were after you done it was absolutely out of your mind when you did it. And really the only reason why you did it was to feel like you belong to something or you can be accepted by someone. And so we stepped out of comfort zone. We violated, uh, we violated the, uh, the check in our, in our conscience. We, uh, we overrode common sense. Oh, y'all ain't trying to go with me this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, just, we just threw things out the window. And really, the, the bottom line is I'm doing this because I want to feel like I belong to whatever group or whatever person that's that's pressuring me or that's uh, that's suggesting that I do this. Like my old pastor used to say, am I right about it? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Listen to this. Many of us had a lot of choices influenced by the need to belong. At the time, we weighed the options and chose that no matter what the consequence may have been, belonging was worth it. Many we made many choices, and sometimes we considered the consequences before we made the choice. But at that moment, we figured out, we deliberated, we calculated in our mind that whatever the consequence was, good or bad, belonging was worth it. Amen. So some of us have stolen things. Oh, Lord. Some of us have lied. Some of us have cheated. Oh, Lord. Some of us have had sex when we know we weren't supposed to be having sex.
Some of us stay with folk that we know we don't supposed to be with. I'm talking about outside marriage now. I'm talking about outside marriage. Some of us even marry people that you know I'm supposed to be marrying you. I know you ain't right for me, but for the sake of belonging and for the sake of being accepted, I'll, I'll, I'll suffer whatever consequence there is that comes with this choice because I'd rather belong than be rejected. Amen. We need a praise break already? Praise break already? Come on, lift your hand. Come on, lift your hand. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, I feel him. I feel the Lord in the house. Oh, oh, I feel him. We good now? We good now? Praise the Lord. Belonging. Listen to this. In the recent article I read, it states that belonging is, a fun, is fundamental to our sense of happiness and well-being. That belonging is fundamental, it's, it's priority to our happiness and well-being. Belonging has broad consequences. Listen to this. Our interest, how many people have changed your interest to just belong? Our motivation, our health, and happiness are tied to the feeling that we belong to a greater community. Listen to this. Intellectual achievement, your immune function, your health, self-control, and motivation are all affected by the sense of belonging. Yeah, I mean, just think back at school. How many of you could have done better, but because those that you wanted to hang out with wouldn't apply themselves, so you ain't apply yourself? Hello. I'll just be happy with a C just because I hang out with the boys or, or the girls because I ain't want them to call me, you know, bookworm and goody two-shoes and, you know, all those other things. Yeah, so you really, motivation and your achievement in life is governed by your sense of belonging. That's why it's important that you understand who, or understand who you hang around matters in your life. That's why the Bible says corrupt communication affects good manners. And so you got to watch out. So, so your, circle, your circle of influencers a lot of times will determine your motivation, your persistence, your faithfulness, your commitment, your achievement in life because sometimes we choose belonging over doing what we know we should be doing. Are you with me? Some of us, uh, some of us uh, will, will rather... Uh, stay behind spiritually because we, we want to remain a part of a group or a community that's really not progressing like you desire to progress. But so but instead of the beat, instead of being talked about, you stay there. Hold on, OK, take your neighbor. Say it's going to be a good lesson. I, 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 I sense that right now. I sense that right now. It's going to be a good lesson. Now, let me ask you this question. How can. We have such a desire to belong, but yet oftentimes feel like we don't belong. How can we have such a desire? And we found out that uh, desire 
or this uh, belonging is fundamental to our, our well-being and happiness, how can we have such a desire to belong, but yet so often we feel like we don't belong? I want to belong, and then I get around a group of people, and then I feel like I don't belong. I want to belong, but I feel like I don't belong. I want to belong, but I feel like I'm being rejected. How is this happening? How is this happening? Go to Genesis chapter 3. Let's talk about this in a few moments. Praise the Lord. All right. Genesis chapter number 3. And we're going to begin reading at uh, verse number 7. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 7. Let me know when you arrive. You arrive. Okay, should have just been a page over from Genesis 1. Shouldn't have took that, taken that long. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, Genesis 3, we're going to pick up at verse 7. This is right after Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree that God told them not to eat of. Okay? So verse 7 picks up, says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Verse 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Check this out. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Verse 9, then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Notice now, here's Adam and his wife who came right from God. Bible says that God took some dust of the ground, formed the body and blew into the to his nostrils and he became a living speaking spirit. Caused that man to go to sleep and out of that man took a rib and created one man. And joined them together. And so now they were they were fellowshipping with God. They were a part of God. They belonged to God. But then an event happened and all of a sudden they feel like they no longer belong. They sin. They miss the mark. And now they feel like they don't belong any longer. And so now instead of running to God, they now try to hide from God behind some trees. Let me ask you guys, how are you going to hide from God <laughs> behind some trees? But the attempt to hide isn't the point. The attempt is, or, or the point is, that they've now felt like they were no longer a part of God. And so now the very voice that comforted them now makes them afraid. God spoke into God. This is not the first time God spoke to Adam. God had been speaking to Adam all throughout. And the same voice that comforted them now makes them afraid. Why? Because they feel like they don't. Belong. Wow. So the same voice that can give you word 
to be delivered can become a voice that you're afraid of when you feel like you don't belong. Amen. Amen. Listen to this. Sin caused Adam and Eve to fear and feel like they don't belong and were no longer accepted. Often our past mistakes causes us to have fear of rejection and a feeling that we don't belong. So we come and we say, I want to belong, but I don't want people to know too much about me. Because what I've done in the past may cause them to reject me. So instead of overriding the fear and connecting properly, we stay on the fringes because we think we're protecting ourselves. But in the very same time we think we're protecting ourselves, we're eroding on the inside because we need to belong. Every last one of us in here need to belong. You have a need. That's a need. That's a fundamental need to belong. And God placed that there for a reason. And we all have it, but yet we cover it up and we try to stay on the fringes and say, no, I'm good. I'm good by myself when you're not. But it's the fear that you can't override because you're thinking about what you, who you used to be. But God wants you to understand who you are right now. I don't know about you. I'm glad I'm not like I used to be. Come on now. I ain't done yet. Glory, glory to God. I got, I'm, still, I'm still striving. I'm still pressing. I'm still, I'm still ever increasing. But glory to God, I'm a whole lot better. <laughs> Than I was then. And see, sometimes we got to release ourselves from who we used to be and accept who we are right now. Y'all got it? So let's talk about two, two points here today. Let's talk about two points. Can y'all handle some more? Okay, wonderful. Awesome, awesome. Listen to this. This sense of rejection, this sense of not feeling like we belong is a direct result of the fall of man. Because this sin that Adam did affected us all. I think there's going to be a line at Adam's mansion <laughs> when we get to heaven. They'll be like, who all them people waiting on? They waiting to talk to Adam. Because they trying, they going to give <laughs> they, gonna, they, they, got, they need to understand, Adam, why you have everything and mess it up like that. And so what Adam did affected us all. So when Adam fell, we fell. Because he's a representation of all mankind. When Adam felt rejected, that feeling of rejection was placed on us. When Adam felt like he didn't belong, that same sense was placed on us because he represented all mankind. So point number one we want to share with you today is that we got to understand we were all born separated from God. We were all born separated from God. No one was ever born saved, already saved. We were born separated from God, and we were born separated from God because of the action of one Adam. The Bible talks about that through one man, death came into, uh, into existence, but through another man, life came in. 
And so we got to understand that we were all born separated from God. So now when we're born separated from God, now it gives the enemy chance to now maximize on that separation of God and enhance it or, or magnify it in us and make, me, make us feel like we're not only separated from God, but we're separated from others. Because, see, the sense is already there. The sense of separation is already there. So he's just maximizing. He's just compounding on it with thoughts and using other people to reject you to now beat that, beat that thought or beat that sense into you. And so now you walk around feeling like you can't be accepted or belong to anything or anybody. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm not too deep this morning, am I? Okay, praise the Lord. Just want to make sure. Go to uh, Romans 3 now. Go to Romans 3. Write Isaiah 59, verse 2 in your notes, but go to Romans 3, please. Isaiah 59, verse 2 says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. But just write it down in your notes. You can cover it later on. But we're on our way to Romans 3. Praise God. So we are all born separated from God. That's why oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll, I'll just hold up right there. All born separated from God. Okay. Listen to this, uh, Romans 3.23, New King James Version. Let me know when you arrive, please. Okay, it says, for all have what? Sin and fallen short of the what? Glory of God. Yeah, all have sinned. So why? Because one man, Adam, represented all of us. So when he sinned, guess what? We sinned, and we had nothing to do with it. Can't you, can't you, I mean, it's, it's like irritating when you get in trouble for something that you ain't had nothing to do with. But because you were, you know, you know caught up in it, <laughs> you got the same, you got the same punishment. But what, what we're saying is all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, let's understand that word sin now, because that word sin just simply means missing the mark. That word sin means missing the mark. That means that God has a mark that he wants us all to meet, but sometimes we miss it. Okay, I should have got a little better amen in there. I, I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just saying sometimes we miss it. Right? Sometimes we don't hit the bullseye all the time. Right? And so the Bible says all have sinned. And so now we, what it's talking about here is that we all have missed the mark at least a little bit. There's no, there's no one here that's, that's totally 100% uh, without sin. Now we strive to do our best. We, we, we strive to be sinless, but sometimes, you know, because of the, 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 uh, because of the imperfection that's in us, sometimes we miss it. Now, that's not an excuse to keep on doing it. Let me go ahead and make that clear. Got it? Now, if you fall short, okay, get, let's get it right, pick, up, pick yourself up, and let's move forward, and let's learn from it instead of keep doing it. You know, some people have a crazy idea where I did it once, I just keep on doing it. That's just dumb. Okay, maybe I should say not smart. Maybe y'all understand, understand not smart. Can y'all receive that a little better? But yeah, all of us miss it for uh, sometimes. And so there's not 100%, uh, nobody's 100% without sin. Or in other words, none of us have or are perfect as it, as it relates to never miss, missing it. Got it? But see, God knew that in the beginning, so that's why God, who's perfect, sent a perfect son 
to die for imperfect people so that the imperfect people can become perfect before God. Oh, now y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Because we weren't perfect. God, who's perfect, sent a perfect son to die for imperfect people so that an imperfect people can be perfect before God. Amen. Because, see, when you're working with a perfect God, God can only accept perfection. Amen. And the good news is, is that we became perfect through the actions of the perfect Savior, who is Jesus. Oh, glory to God. All right. So the point number one is that we were born separated from God. And then point number two is we were born again accepted we were born again accepted okay so we just talked about you didn't have anything to do with you being perfect except you believing and receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior the Bible says you're saved by grace through faith not of works lest any man should boast because God knew if it was if he would left it up to your works he would have a bunch of big heads around here. That would not be a church or a house or a building big enough to fit your head in. You get your body in there, but your head had to stay outside because it was so inflated. Now, yeah, he says, saved by grace through faith, not the works lest any man should boast. So he took the, took the works out of it, released grace to us, and now we're right before God or we're accepted by God, not by what we've done, by, but, by, but by what we have accepted Jesus to have done. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Go to Romans 3 now. Go back to Romans 3 or stay there, Romans 3. You should be, still, still be there. I want to read this to you out of the message translation, verses 23 and 24. Message translation of Romans 3, 23 and 24. Got it? says, since we've compiled, listen to this, how it's written, this long and sorry record as sinners, both us and them, talking about us in the new covenant and those in the old covenant, and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us. So that, the message says we, we compiled a long and sorry record. God, man, that, that makes it plain, doesn't it? <laughs> man, <laughs> long and sorry. Man, that's why we, you know, we, we should, you know, we as children of God, I mean, we use our testimony because the Bible says we overcome by the word of, uh, blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We use our testimony as ministering agents or ministering tools, we don't use our testimonies or we don't use our past life as uh, items to boast about. Well, you should have knew me when. No, I shouldn't have known you when. I'm glad I know you now because, oh, Lord. Anybody? Oh, I was turning it up back then. Oh, don't tell me how you were turning it up. Come on, let's stay in the present. Let's stay in the present. That we were utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us. God did it for us. 
Shout with me this morning. Say, God did it for me. God, come on, you got to say it like you mean it. God did it for me. We were incapable, but God did it for me. My gosh. Listen to this. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. A pure gift. Oh, I love this part. He got us out of the mess. We were in and restored us to where he always, check this out, check this out, wanted us to what? Be. Not do, but he restored us to wherever, he, where, where, to the place where he wanted us to be. Because if he knew he get, can get us to where he wants us to be, then he can get us to do what he wanted us to do. But we got to be it. He got us out of the mess we were in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by means of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on. We got to give God praise on that man. Because we had absolutely nothing working for us. And God stepped in and did it for us. Put us in right standing with himself. And restored us to the place where he always wanted us to be. Woo, God did it. Amen. Praise God. So we're born separated, but we're born again accepted. Shout, I'm accepted. Now let me give you some scripture to prove that. Ephesians 1 now. Go to Ephesians 1. Verse number 6. Ephesians 1 verse number 6. Yeah. Born separated, born again, accepted. We're accepted in the beloved. Amen. Ephesians 1, 6. Are you there? All right, let's go ahead and read it. Uh, it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us. Come on, shout it. Accepted. Come on, shout it. Accepted. One more time. Accepted. accepted in the what? Beloved. Now shout again, I'm accepted. Now, if you're accepted by God, then the idea is that that overrides the sense of rejection. Because we we'll stand up and shout, if God be for me, who can be against me? But we still carry a sense of rejection. If God be for me, who can be against me? How can you feel rejected? If scripture proves to you you've been accepted, and if he's for you, who can be against you? So who can really reject you when God is for you?